Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Supernatural Edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today as a co-host, we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hi, Jasmine. And we will be talking about Supernatural Season 10. So, Season 10 takes place, I don't know how long after, because I'm assuming it's a time jump, since Sam is frantically searching for Dean, who has gone missing. What were your thoughts when you saw Sam searching for Dean? Finally searching, you mean? Um, yes. I actually kind of want to. I kind of want to disagree a little bit. I don't think there's much of a time jump because of how frantic he is. Eh. Like I, I feel like we can go back and forth on this because, of course, I will always discredit Sam. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> maybe it was just like he looked he's still looking he's still frantic it's fresh enough like maybe it happened oh i don't know beginning of summer and he's just been searching the summer and now it's just yeah lining up with that Mm, yeah so sam is searching and he as he searches he runs into cole trenton who apparently wants revenge for dean for killing his father oh side note cole kidnapped sam i was not a fan of cole I appreciated that Cole was a Marine and they finally added the army into the mix, though. So Cole or Sam? Should be an easy question, but I just want to say. I appreciated Cole, of course, Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask. (laughs) Clarify, Jasmine. Tell me how much you hate Sam. (laughs) Exactly. Which one? I am not a fan of Cole. Okay, well, you're not a fan of Sam either, so which one? But, like, Cole was a Marine, and he used that determination to kidnap Sam, which I don't think is necessarily the way you want to initially show Marines. I agree. I'm, I mean, I don't have any connection to my family's not in the Army. My, I've got a couple friends who are, you know, f- have family in the Army, but I'm not, I'm not one of them. So I can't really yeah. speak on that, but it's probably still not the best. <laughs> Wait, Half my family's the in the military, so <laughs> like, yeah. I was see, watching... your your opinion's a little bit more on point than mine. <laughs> I was just watching this, like I would be so offended. <laughs> I always look um, at it through the lens of if they were portraying a woman this way, would I be pissed? And then that's how I react to it. Uh, I don't know because it, if if Cole was a woman, she would have blind determination to follow through. She would be excused because of Dean's murder for the father. And the whole kidnapping you would be okay with because she overpowered a man. So there is a slight, if she was, a, if this was a woman, there would be a slight sexist element to it. No, I know. That's kind of what I meant. Like if it's, if they're portraying, like the way they portray something, cause like that's, you know, that's where my privilege ends is, you know, I'm female, I'm white, but I'm female. So I have that. <laughs> I have that disadvantage in the world. So my point is like, if I see something that I'm not a part of and I can't relate, I have to think, okay, if that's going to be like, this isn't a privileged group. If I was being portrayed as a woman this way in a similar stereotypical manner, would I be pissed? And that's how my brain Hmm. will go through that. Well, so would you have been pissed if Cole was a example to you? Yeah, probably. (laughs) How so? Um, just because, as you like, as you said, it was—it's not the best light to show them in, right? To start off with. Mm, especially since he's a kidnapper. <laughs> yeah, especially that. 
Um, so eventually, Sam gets the bright idea that Cole and can, uh, that Cole can help him look for Dean because you know genius idea. Guy who wants to kill my brother, help me look for my brother. The enemy of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. Kind but of. he Dean isn't his enemy. Like well, he, I know, but but. <laughs> I guess they have the same goal. I don't know why Sam can't do it himself, honestly. He's better. He's probably better at tracking supernatural entities, that is. I don't know. I don't know. I will say the military has amazing connections. So. Yeah. I mean, if they've got those connections and there's probably... they, I don't want to assume and go X-Files on you here, but they probably have some sort of government agency that's aware of the supernatural crap going on. Well, apparently not in Supernatural. Like, which is not the US in Supernatural. I'm really surprised that, spoilers, but (laughs) I'm really surprised that they haven't come up with a government agency yet. You know, me too. And maybe that's because it would get two X Files on it. And they already make a couple X Files references. So maybe they don't want to extend that too much. And get, well, I don't think so. If they come up just once and then you never see them again, like they have one dealing with them, and it's like, we've had you on our radar for a while. Blah, 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 blah. Apocalypse. Like, that would be interesting. It would very much be like um, Charmed, where they were like, yeah, we had you on our radar for a while. You've saved the world so many times. Government agency, witness protection, you're dead. Here you go, back alive, witness protection. Yeah, I'd I would agree, especially if they could do like a shout out to X Files. I mean, if they can do a couple of the other shout outs they've done, then why not have a spiritual su- successor to X Files there? Um, but let's move right along. Unless there's something else that you want to say about Cole and how genius Sam was to invite him along to hunt his brother. My problem is like, come on, Sam, you get kidnapped all the time. Why are you trusting people at this point? Come on. That- that is very true. Like, we're in season 10, and I, I really want to know how many times I've said that, that Sam was kidnapped. <laughs> well, it goes for both of them, too. Like, it's like, stop trusting people. What's wrong with you two? <laughs> um, anyway, Castiel, with the help of, An- of Hannah, <laughs> is trying to pick up the pieces after, like, Metatron and... He is losing his grace because, well, he's losing grace because it's not his and he stole it from someone else. So now he has to face the mortality that is, de- well, he has to face his own mortality. I'm sorry, I keep trying to sound dramatic and messing up the words. <laughs> Can you pretend it's early? <laughs> yes, we will say it is early. <laughs> 200% 6 a.m. That's what we're recording this at right now. <laughs> don't question it anyone it's definitely <laughs> 6 in the morning I just haven't had coffee yet <laughs> Um, I was over Castiel if we're being honest and his whining and moping like oh I have, I'm gonna die without new grace you can just grab new grace what are we doing and we've seen he's you been, he, he's done it before and <laughs> Oh, the problem I have with Castiel is he does this where he goes back and forth and wavers on, well, I did it before, but I don't want to do it again. And then eventually he'll go and do it anyway. So it's just great. You wasted how many episodes of our lives trying this when you could have just done it because we knew we were going to. 
Right. We knew where this was going. We didn't have to slow down. You didn't have to stop and think and suddenly become the most moral angel in the world. And then decide, you know what? This is what I'll do. It's a sacrifice I have to make. I don't know. Castiel is... Castiel, to me, is... There's a lot of drama in this series, and there's a lot of personal drama in this series. Castiel, to me, is the one that is, like, attempting to be dramatic over the tiniest thing. He's the one that will cry over spilled milk. And it's just... At some point, Castiel, just buy a new damn carton. It doesn't matter. It's okay. (laughs) Just milk. Calm down. Well, the fans love him, which is how he got to be a standard character. (laughs) I admit that I do like Castiel. It's just... He's really dramatic. He's he's a puppy when he's not super dramatic, but otherwise he's just a very whiny puppy. <laughs> um uh eventually Sam tracks down Dean and finds out Dean is a demon because of Crowley and the Mark of Cain. So Sam has to go on his whole thing to try to help Crowley and stop Dean from being a demon. Did you like Demon Dean? Is there a thing to like with Demon Dean? I don't know. I don't understand how... Oh, never mind. I was going back to the previous season with the Mark of Cain and current Cain. And... <laughs> uh, I don't I don't understand how Dean got so out of control when clearly Cain managed it. Well, this is what I will say. Okay, because Cain, remember, Cain managed it because he fell in love and vagina was how he managed it after his wife was murdered. Of course, that's the answer to everything. (laughs) Just all you got to do is just wrap it up, throw it on a nice platter. (laughs) (laughs) That mental image was way too much. (laughs) But like now Dean is like, oh, I'm a demon okay, I'm going to go do demon stuff and hang out with Crowley, which, side note, completely loved the, the Crowley-Dean friendship that formed. I really love Crowley. And in this season, he just, he shines when he's with Dean. It's, Crowley's really fun to me. And I don't get to talk about him enough because he's, he's often, we often gloss over some of the stuff that he does, but I really love Crowley. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> Like, uh, it's like, okay, let's talk about Crowley for a second, since he does not get enough love from us. Um, I, I would have to say one of my favorite scenes is when he's hanging out at the bar with, uh, Dean, and they're talking about doing some demon stuff, and he's like, yeah, I just needed a friend, I just want to hang out, why you always want to do demon stuff? <laughs> I really, I just like how Crowley, of all of them, he's got the most personality, he's not the, he's not the demon that, like, I have to kill you, and you know, demons in the show are very often, you know, one dimension. They're very flat. There's not, there's not much there. Crowley is there. He's got personality. He's got a lot of sass, and he's got that awesome um, hellhound that is really, really fun. And I know that's way back, but I don't care. That was fun. Um, we also find out that Sam, in his uh, ultimate wisdom, has led Cole directly to Dean. And Cole decides, oh, do you want to defend Sam for a moment, Adelaide? I was going to say, I mean, Cole's going after him anyway. They're working together to get him, so. It's Sam's fault. It's all Sam's fault. He's going to turn into the two parents that are like, one is too harsh on the kid and the other's going to compensate by giving him candy all the time. 
Oh, don't you go full Iron Fist on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Sam just led Cole right there, and Dean is like, "Cool, you want to duke it out? Let's go." Dean overpowers Cole, basically is ready to kill him, and then he's like, "Nope, I'm gonna let you go, just so you remember that I let you live. I allowed you to walk out of here." <laughs> I love Dean so much. Man. <laughs> That's great, I guess. You're still gonna keep him as your mortal enemy by doing that. I don't know. Yeah. You, keep, you keep an enemy alive and you're like, yes, yeah, so remember, I let you live. I kicked your ass, but I let you live. Great, now they're gonna come back stronger. Well done. Yeah, generally, I would agree with you. But, like, we're talking about humanity and Dean trying to be... I don't know, he's a demon in this scene. So I don't know what would have stopped him from killing him besides his conscience. And also... I thought demons lost their consciousness because they were tortured in hell, which is basically the canon that Rudy set up last season. What happened to that? I don't know anymore. I don't understand with that. Supernatural was had a very cohesive plotline, a very cohesive mythology and world building up until season six when everything went straight to hell. And you're like, I don't understand what's happening anymore. And that was quite literal. There was a lot of people going straight to hell. <laughs> uh... I'm sorry, that just reminded me of uh, when we were talking about the Whore of Babylon. <laughs> oh, good times. That is a phrase I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, as a Christian, I feel like these are some moments that'll be flashed on my life as I get to heaven. Like, what about this moment, Jasmine? <laughs> I mean, in context, it's okay. Uh, I feel like it'll be a hel- Well, I was just doing a podcast, you see, and they were talking about, like, Lucifer. And what I meant when I said I really like Lucifer was the actor, because he was good. Like, <laughs> uh, Okay, let me move right along. Da-da-da-da-da. Sam manages to trap Dean in holy water in handcuffs because he's trying to be helpful. That's Sam. I mean, it's something, I guess. No, Sam is the worst. (laughs) It's progressively Uh, more, more, like, more loathing as we go on each season. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because Michelle actually said that she's gonna name an episode. Watch this Jasmine jump through hoops to defend Dean. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if that's this episode, yay! Uh, I'm not even done yet, and we're already 15 minutes it's in. It's gonna be part okay. one. You're gonna have that through the next. Through the next couple seasons, just going to be part one, Jasmine defends Dean, jumps through hoops to defend Dean, and then it just continues until you're like, I don't know, playing Mario Kart on Rainbow Road to defend him. Um, I don't know why that was the first thing on my brain. Uh, Ellie the gamer. Yeah. I'm terrible at Mario Kart, though, so don't even. Um, After Crowley, after giving Crowley the first blade, Sam and Dean take him to the men of letters bunker to cure him am i too far no no okay so they're trying to cure dean okay yeah okay 
Um, I when I saw this, I was like, "Cool, they're gonna cure Dean. He's not gonna be a demon anymore. Yay, Men of Letters bunker that is basically useless." I mean, it's a home. I don't know. I like the Men of Letters bunker because it's a place to stay. I'm tired of them <laughs> moving around all the time and having that weird. Yeah, we've been here before, but none of the cops seem to care that we murdered a bunch of people. Uh, I don't know, because the Men of Letters Bunkers is very convenient. It conveniently has everything that they need. A, a dungeon room, a devil's trap, a library filled with all of the knowledge that they need. See, the library I'll, the library makes sense in context for the Men of Letters. I'll give you the other ones, though. <laughs> and the car, full, the garage full of like super awesome cars. That was weird. That's unnecessary. <laughs> They're men of letters. They're supposed to be cool and swaggerified. <laughs> okay. So they are Sam's trying to cure Dean and Castiel and Hannah are on the way to help. But they're delayed because of Road Angel injures Cash and tortures Hannah. Crowley shows up, takes the grace from this angel and gives it to Castiel. As Cassiel sits there, hemming and hawing, like, will I take this grace? I can't take this grace. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm just gonna let myself die. So Cass or Sam? That was Cassiel. No, I know. You, Cass <laughs> or Sam? Uh, of course it's gonna be Cass. Sam is literally <laughs> at the bottom of the list. Sam I know, is... I'm just trying to judge how much you hate Cass at this point. <laughs> Cass is only annoying because of this like will they won't they thing that he has going on. Will I take the grace? Won't I take the grace? I Why need you it. Take but the I... grace because you need it. Right. Like I need it or I'll die, but I can't take it. How can I do this? Oh, like oh. it's like a soap opera. Cassiel is in a soap opera. Cassiel <laughs> is the soap opera. Uh, but did you enjoy watching that? No, not necessarily, just because it's Castiel, and we knew he was going to take the grace, and it's just at this point it's annoying that he doesn't want to. Um, I will say, on the note of Castiel, I believe it's this season, I'm sorry if I'm running around seasons here, it, it's where they officially state that the guy, he's the, the original personality that he's inhabiting, um, I don't remember his name, uh, is like officially Novak. gone. Jimmy Novak. Yeah, Jimmy, thank you. They say that he's officially in heaven. I think. And Is he was wondering season? what happened. Yeah, because we were wondering. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what season that was, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's this one where they where they discuss that, hey, he's... Because Castiel's now like, oh man, Jimmy had to Jimmy had to deal with all this, and and he's gone now, and it's like, I think he talks to the daughter? Was that this season? I'm out. I'm... Alright. Uh, don't give me a line, Ellie. Like, because so much stuff happened with Castiel and Because I feel like even we were talking about what happened to Jimmy. Is he dead? Is he alive? Like, well, Cassiel literally has died so many times. And at which point did Jimmy actually die? How long has he been just hitching a ride through this absolutely insane... I don't even know what to call it at this point. Adventure? <laughs> That's a word, sure. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know. I feel bad for Jimmy. And that should have been an automatic ticket to heaven. Like, having to deal with Cassiel. I think like, it's confirmed that he's in heaven. It's just like, when did he go there? How much hell did he have to go through while Castiel's at the wheel to get there? Yeah. 
Like, was he alive when Castiel got eaten alive? Did he also... I feel like we said, we were like, is he eaten? Did he get eaten too? Like... I really pity Jimmy. And I feel like the writers just forgot about him because the, the suddenly, like, season 10, they're like, oh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was a thing. We can use him as a plot point. <sighs> oh, um, but yeah, let's move right along from Jimmy like everyone else did. <laughs> um uh Sam tries to cure Dean and Dean escapes the devil's trap. Um tries to kill Sam, but Cassiel arrives and overpowers Dean. And they continue trying to cure Dean until he is back to being a human. Yay, brotherly love and angelic love. And luckily Cassiel got his grace back just in time to cure Dean. Plot convenience. Yay. Even though he was so against it for such a long time, but nope, now he wants it. Now it's gonna take it. Well, Crowley took the grace and gave it to him and was like, here, take this. I know, but that's a, that's still just a device so that Castiel doesn't have to be the bad guy and take mm-hmm. it, even though he's done it multiple times before, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's really a cap out. Like, now Castiel is back to himself, quote-unquote. So, he would never do that as himself. <laughs> um, But, again, I didn't care. I don't know why Dean now has to be cured and restored his humanity, even though he still has the mark of Cain. I don't really understand. I don't know. The whole Mark of Cain thing is kind of... It's... It's muddled for me. It's like they don't... They didn't think it out, and they didn't... They didn't fully plan how it was going to work. And that's kind of where, like, the last couple seasons... I know I've said this before. But the last couple seasons, they just kind of seem to be, you know... Just going whichever way they feel like going at this time. They, They feel like they're stumbling along blindly, and it really shows... Eh, well, I'm fine with that, because this season brings us Rowena. And then if they stumbled in the dark and got her, I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, me too. If if I like Crowley and I like Castiel, and I've already said they're some of my favorites, Rowena is at the very top. She's my absolute favorite character that's come out of this season, or this show. And we find out that Rowena is a powerful witch who has the power to kill demons, and is also Crowley's mother. <laughs> I don't I just everything about this is so funny to me. <laughs> just yeah, Crowley, yeah, my son, king of hell. I'm also a super powerful witch by the way. <laughs> yeah, you've met my son, the king of hell, and Crowley's like I hate you, mother. <laughs> Does anyone in this series have a healthy relationship? Just one. No, none of them. <laughs> I don't care, though, because Wolverine is so fun. Even in this season, like, I fully admit that this season she's awful, but she's fun. So, Carly captures her, and he's deciding whether or not to kill her, and she goes, we can be a family again. I'll live in your lair, blah, blah, blah. Family, reunite, love, hug, kiss, bye. I appreciate Rowena and the fact that she's like, um, if the choices are to be with the child that I abandoned <laughs> uh, to save my life, who is now the king of hell, or to die, I'll take the child for 200. 
I mean, I like her. She's got such, she's she's a Slytherin through and through. She's got such great um she's got such great self preservation instincts and the best part is her name's Orina. She should really be a Ravenclaw, but you know, nope. Slytherin through and through, and I freaking love her. Okay. Yeah, I'm I liked her. But uh again, I agree with you. She's very slithery. Like she's just right there, like, yeah, um most important person in the room is number one. Always look out for number one. Um, we also have Castiel, who is still with Hannah, trying to take care of the rogue angels who are hunting them down. Because again, angels are so cool and have so so many of themselves that they can just kill vessels and humans and each other without an issue. On the one hand, like I appreciate that they often want to blur the line between the actions that angels take and the actions the demons take. On the other, it feels like this show goes from the early seasons where they're like, well, we have to try and save people to just gratuitous killing in every possible instance. At this point, it's like, I don't even blink an eye when the angels do it anymore. The first time it was like shocking, but at this point it's just like, nope, that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, so Cassiel is killing no i'm lying okay so this season they're hunting down ghosts monsters vampires werewolves shapeshifters deities and other angels and sam and dean happily do their normal everyday jobs did you like um anything do you remember any specific creature from this season that piqued your interest I feel like this is a trick question, and now I need to find one. But no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to frantically search now. Um, I The only thing that really interested me, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, so I'll hold off on that. But I think that m- most of the seasons and the enemy of the week runs together. Yeah, They're... I agree. There's a lot that's just... Nothing stands out as particularly... I don't know what the word is. Uh, entertaining, I guess. Memorable. Yeah, memorable. I was going to say unique, but that is... I don't know. They're just not... From the Monsters of the Week perspective, anyway, there's just not enough. Like, the only thing that I can actually remember that I really enjoyed was the Seven Daily Sins. Like, <laughs> that's because they're such a big name. And maybe the pagan gods from the other season who got killed. Yeah, and spe- like this season especially doesn't have a lot of that. They just kind of stick with their old routine, which mm-hmm. that goes back to the what I was saying earlier about them um, sort of falling by the wayside where their goal was save, not like their goal is to save people, but they do it by killing so, so many like harmless vessels and possessed people that at this point it's like, well, what are you doing? Are you saving or are you just killing them anyway? Hmm. Nothing but death shall keep me from you. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Then we have Jody Mills back coming out to play this season. I love Jody Mills. Like, we talked last season about her tragedy and everything. 
But I think her character is top three, maybe top two. Yeah, I agree. I really like Jodi. And I admit that I didn't really expect her to reoccur. Like, I, after the first, after her introduction and um, her tragic history with her son and her husband and then her son and her husband again, um, that was, I just, I wasn't expecting her to come back. And maybe I should have expected it, but I don't know, it's supernatural. They set such a low bar with women, and I'm surprised when they actually act normal. Hmm. Well, again, I think Jodi is a great character. She, I agree with you. I expected her to be a one-off character because they leave a lot of characters in their wake. Like the the level of people who have to be in therapy and are constantly fearful that Sam and Dean will show up on their door has to be high. On that note, um, after meeting, like if I were to meet Sam and Dean, God freaking forbid, um, I wouldn't want to see them again. Like, I would I would associate them with whatever horrible thing happened to me. Yeah, they saved me, but you know what? That stuff seems to follow you. I don't think I want to be anywhere near you right now. And just, like, hearing their names would freak me out. Hmm. <laughs> None of this fangirl stuff. None of this, like, oh, yeah, they're so hot. I kind of want to see them again. No, go away. Stay away. Well, Becky, <clears throat> she was a fangirl because she never really had to deal with any actual consequences of that and she also didn't have to deal with their real relationship if you get what i'm saying oh that would be that would be fun at holiday dinner (laughs) but as we go through we also see that dean is suffering from the effects of the mark and sam and cassiella desperately trying to cure him again or find a way to get rid of the mark forever and Cassiel will even go as far as to torture Metatron for Dean. It took everything in me not to say for the one he loves. Like, <laughs> I mean, he loves him, so... Uh, it doesn't need to be... Alright, I'll say it right now. It doesn't need to be romantic love. It's very clearly platonic love in the show. It's actually not clearly platonic love. There's, very, there's a lot of queer baiting going on. But it's still... Like, he still loves him. Whether you want to interpret that as platonic or romantic is up to you, but the love is there. Yeah, I know at one point they're like, um, Castiel is basically a third brother. Technically, you have a third brother who was murdered, but... (laughs) But who remembers him, right? (sighs) And then he was in the cage with Michael. Wow, I just had a thought. Uh, anyway... You're not going to share with the class? No, that's a spoiler thought. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> so, um, are you surprised about this whole turn of events? And that now the mark is, after being cured, still corrupting um, Dean from the inside out? I want to say yes, but I also, I don't, like, I feel like I should have been. But I'm not, because at this point, like, Supernatural goes through so many hoops to make their main characters suffer by any supernatural and any demonic means and any evil means necessary that at this point it's just like, oh yeah, they're sick with some sort of weird demonic ailment. Cool. That's okay. They'll be cured by the end of the season by dying. Well, death is the ultimate cure. So. Yes, but they come back anyway. It's like trying to kill a phoenix. Jeez. 
<laughs> that would be awesome if we find out that they had a phoenix in a line and that's why they keep coming back. I would actually be okay with that because then it's like, oh, well, no wonder we can't kill them. <sighs> but uh, Charlie returns from Oz and we find out that she has an evil alter ego that's on the loose. Did you like this episode? Um, I admit that anytime I see Charlie after she returns from Oz, I get scared that she's going to die. So I spent this entire episode full of anxiety. <laughs> like, absolutely petrified. Like, oh my god, no, Charlie, please don't die. Please don't die. So, yeah. I didn't. I, I wasn't thrilled. I was just terrified. See, I love this episode because, one, it tells you about the split of personality and that's how she had to win the war. And there's another guy who split himself in half. And if you kill one, both of them die. So they couldn't really hurt alternate Charlie without hurting good Charlie. And I'm sorry, but I would have beat up alternate Charlie and good Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. Maybe I mean, don't really, split. If good Charlie, I don't. All right, this is gonna sound terrible. Uh, if good Charlie is as good as she, as pure as she should have been, wouldn't she have been? Like, wouldn't the sacrifice be okay in her mind? Like, wouldn't have that been a thing? If, like, all her self-preservation went to evil Charlie, who was like, I have to hunt down the the people that killed my family. Like, if that was, if all of that self-preservation, all of that uh, drive went to her, wouldn't, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, kind Charlie is, you know, totally... Helpless. Yeah, I'm not saying she's totally helpless or anything, but would she be, like... I could see her, I could see somebody that got all of that drive taken from them, and I could see them being like, you know what, it's okay, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, and then Sam and Dean have to be like, no, 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 we'll find another way. Eh, I don't know, because Good Charlie was very much like, I'm, I can't do anything, I can't flirt with anyone, I can't, like, you should be in school, you should be doing better. And in all honesty, I kind of want to evil Charlie. Like, because we never saw the side of Charlie where she's like, I have to hunt down the people who get... We knew nothing about Charlie's backstory. She was just this happy-go-lucky, plucky girl. I miss Charlie. (laughs) Did you like her backstory? I did. And it made a lot of sense because we know from earlier episodes that she was alone for so long, but we just don't know why. Like, it's revealed in spades. And, um... So I was I was glad to see it continue to be revealed, even if I spent the entire episode petrified that she was going to die. Well, I was fine with, honestly, I feel like you are way more scared of the female characters being killed than I am. I'm so <laughs> And I don't know what that says about us. About us. <laughs> I think for but me I was it's like... mostly Charlie, because I really like Charlie, but whatever, Supernatural. I was just like, okay. Mm, this is cool. I, I, I was concerned for her safety, but it wasn't like she was going to die. But ultimately, the boys aren't able to find a cure for Dean, and Dean is giving up. And he's like, I'm just going to live with this mark. Which, I'm like, okay, Kane lived with it for how many years? You can you can do this. You've been to hell. See, I agree. I feel like he should have been able to just live with it. And he's gone through so much. Like, he has been through so much. He's been in hell for, what was it, 40 years, hell's time? Yeah. that was, he would definitely have been able to manage the mark. Yeah, it would have taken a while, but not nearly as long as Cain took. Well, Cain also got the mark because he, like, murdered his brother. 
So <laughs> that's one thing that Dean has never achieved. Achieved. <laughs> just gonna, I'm just gonna harp on the word achieved for a second. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Dean goes through. Dean goes through with it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna live with this mark." Blah 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 blah. Um, Hannah, who has been like going around following Castiel, decides, "No, I'm not gonna do this anymore, Castiel. I'm gonna go back to heaven." So she abandons Castiel. <laughs> um, I don't know why we care. I don't know why we care either. I was kind of disinterested in Hannah most of the time. I was disinterested in Castiel too, so maybe that's why. Yeah, this season he I didn't care about him at all. If we're being honest. This this is very much like Castiel was a soap opera this season and I was tuned off. Agreed. Like if there's there's enough soap opera drama running around all the time in this season in this show that like I don't need it from I don't need Dean going on this martyr trip of oh I'll just hold the mark, it'll be okay, I'll learn to control it and and Castiel being like, I can't, I can't take any more grace. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. One of you, just drama from only one of the psycho boys right now, please. Well, now that you say that, let's look behind closet number two, where oh. Kane himself comes out and is now under the influence of the mark that he no longer has. Uh. <laughs> and of course, Dean, once he took the mark, promised that he would kill uh Kane if necessary. And Kane has got in his mind that he has to de- he has to destroy all of his descendants to rid the world of his tainted bloodline. Um so I had many questions about this. Number one, this is a very diluted bloodline at this point, dude. Unless you are actively out here banging chicks out. I I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, how like first of all when was he married? When did he? When was this? Did this woman with this magic vagina like tame the wild beast that was within him? When did that happen? And like, how many kids did they have? And how many grandkids did they have? Like, where is that line? <laughs> and then also, he was slaughtering people before her. So you're telling me that he? Th- this is what I will say, okay? As they show war beforehand, people raped their way through countries. So you're telling yeah, me he was, was just killing and not raping? Like not that I'm an advocate for rape, but yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I wasn't, I wouldn't put it above demons to do that. So, <laughs> like, and he was a knight of hell. Like, yeah, he was a knight of hell. He's worse than demons. He trained all of the other knights. He was the the worst of the worst besides Lucifer. So it's very interesting to me that we're saying that he had. This is only his bloodline. And like, because my thought would be, wouldn't the whole world be your bloodline at this point? Like, it was only two of you in the beginning, right? Two of you and mommy. So everyone would be your bloodline, if unless you're talking about a direct bloodline, and then that becomes how many people are in your direct bloodline. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand his whole point, and they, I guess they just wanted it because that way it it drives him to come back to Dean, who they said was already descended from them. And that, I don't know, gets them to meet again when the market itself could have been just enough. I don't know. I I don't understand how he's even under the influence of it when he doesn't have it. And I would have liked to see just, like, 
I don't know. Why can't we have retired Lassiter keeping bees? Why? <laughs> well, he was fishing or something when they came up. <laughs> I know, but let me have my Sherlock Holmes reference. <laughs> so, were you surprised about Kane and his whole I need to I I need to kill everyone in my bloodline suddenly? Yeah, it makes no sense because one, for the bloodline thing we already just discussed. And two, you don't have the mark anymore. How are you <laughs> under its influence? It's not there. He could feel it even if it's not there. I don't care. It's not there. <laughs> if you could control it when you had it, how can you con how can you suddenly be out of control when you don't have it? Because they're just like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to explain it. I'm trying I was going to gonna say you're really trying here. I, I am. see I'm... what happens. <laughs> Continue this, continue this devil's advocate moment. I want to see what you pull out. Uh, but basically, he's like, um, I can feel it calling to me. It's making me do things. And my question was, side note, the mysterious vagina was the thing that was keeping him sane all of this time. You're telling me the power of the vagina wore off after Dean came and paid you a visit? I'm too busy choking on laughter to respond at the moment. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so even if that was the case, she died a while ago, right? Yes, no? Sorry, you caught me a bit yawning. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, she died about 150, 100 years ago at the very minimum. Then how is this power still controlling him? I don't understand. I don't understand. Male writers, explain to us. I don't know because Dean came and took the mark, and Dean's—I think it's—I think it's the power of Dean's peen that overtook the vagina power. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like I would be absolutely fine with that if uh, Kane was in love with Dean. I mean, I feel like half the monsters are. They have to be, because they do not track down Sam the same way they do Dean. No, they're always after Dean. <laughs> but, um, uh, ultimately, they they get uh, 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 Kane in a devil's trap, and him and Dean square off. Dean defeats him by stabbing him with the first blade, while Sam, Cassiel, and Crowley patiently wait his return what three lovely wives he has just to sit at home and wait for him. <laughs> if this, I mean, this is my thought, okay? If this is what bothers me about Sam. Dean is always front and center whenever Sam gets into trouble. And Sam is like, I'll wait for you over here. I believe in you, brother. You can handle this. And while you may be able to say that Sam has more faith in Dean than Dean has in Sam, there's always the option, like, I want to be there in case things go wrong. Whereas Sam is always like, I'll just be over here. I'll find you afterwards, possibly. I mean, I'm still stuck on Castiel just hanging out on the sidelines, too. I don't know. They're all they're all like his wives at this point, just waiting at home, baking pies for him. It's just... Uh... <sighs> Dean just gathers a harem. <laughs> <laughs> of angels and demons. Humans aren't good enough for him anymore. Angels, demons, and a brother named Sam. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure all of those ships exist. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, let's move right along. <laughs> uh, Dean has decided there is no cure for the mark. But Sam, this is this is where, take note, guys. This is where I'm going to say something positive about Sam. Are you ready? Quick, quick, save. Save all of it. <laughs> Sam continues to search and goes behind Dean's back to try to find a cure. Even goes as far as to reach out to Bobby in heaven. I was like, you know what? Bravo, Sam. This this is what you're supposed to do for family. When they don't help themselves, you're supposed to help them even if they don't know you're helping them. You'll just tell him once you have the cure. I agree. And yay, finally, Sam gets a compliment. Um, <laughs> however, poor freaking Bobby, man. He's finally gotten away from them. And here Sam is ringing him up up in heaven like, hey, Bobby, I need your help. Go away, kid. Come on. <laughs> that I'm would retired, be hilarious. Man. Like, I would have loved to see that from Bobby's perspective where they're like, Mr. Singer, you have a phone call. What do you mean I have a phone call? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm retired. Go away. <sighs> I'm dead. That should be the ultimate. I am dead. You can no longer reach me. <laughs> I don't have a voicemail box for death. I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, Bobby agrees, of course, to help them. And uh, he goes to find out what's going on with Metatron in heaven and how they can get Metatron in Earth. Also, fun fact, how convenient that Sam found an actual psychic who could reach into heaven. There's a lot of really convenient plot points in this freaking series and that happens to be one of them <laughs> um so they managed to bring Metatron back to Earth and Sam and Cassie remove Metatron's grace and Metatron basically says yeah I lied to get out of heaven I can't remove the mark it's over he's gonna die that mark stays with him forever well he can't die because the mark refuses to kill the host so if you have the mark, you actually cannot die. Well, I mean, Dean can't die anyway. Or Dean doesn't stay dead. So I guess it's I guess it's a step up. I don't know. Basically uh, the same effect. I appreciated that, though. I appreciated that they were like, no, you can't die with this mark. There's nothing I can do for you. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Have a nice life, man. <laughs> Enjoy. You'll watch everyone you love die around you. Enjoy. Well, that took a turn. Well, no. Also, let's talk about. Let's go back to Kane for a second. How is it that he watched everyone die around him, and that wasn't enough to turn his life around? I don't know. I. I have nothing to defend Kane with. I just. <laughs> I'm. Uh, he's Lassiter. That's all that matters to me at this point. It's the only reason I like Kane. <laughs> so Rowena comes back into the picture, and I'm sorry. Wait. Cassiel manages to get his grace back, but Metatron finds the demon tablet and escapes. So now Cassiel is like, no, I can't believe he escaped, blah, 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 but he's still a mere mortal, blah, blah, blah. He toyed with my emotions so hard by swapping off, re- swapping from Rowena <laughs> to Castiel. 
like, yes, we get to talk about Rena. No, we have to talk about Castiel more. No. Go away, you indecisive pigeon. Um, were you fond of the whole Metatron uh still demon tablet, but Castiel gets his grace back? I mean, I'm relieved that Castiel has his grace back because the annoying cooing pigeon that cannot make up his mind is finally done with and we can move on from that. So at least that part's done with. I don't care about Metatron. He he bugged me. Um were you fond of uh Castiel oh, sorry. I was going to say, were you fond of Cassiel getting his grace back? But my, that was the next question. The question is, what happens to his uh the grace that he's consumed? Does that just dissipate? I don't know. I guess like, it's combined? I want to say it like combines with it, and it's just like, hey, you have more grace now, or you have all the grace. And It seemed to be like a battery that he was running on instead of like a proper power source, so maybe that just is like, okay, cool. Battery's done. We don't need it. I don't know. Like the, if they steal his grace again, will he have extra grace just in the background burning through? I have no real answer for that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> these are the yes. questions. Like, <laughs> these are the questions that inquiring minds want to know. Okay, legit for me, the reason I want to say it just combines with it is because it's like this semi-fluid thing, and I'm just like, yeah, physics. That meshed right in with that. That's why. Honestly, that's why. Do physics apply to angels? No. <laughs> But legit, that's why <laughs> my brain was just filling in that gap. Um, but Rowena decides that she has found out a way to help Sam and Dean. She can remove the mark, possibly with the Book of the Damned, which is a powerful dark magic book that is in the possession of the Stein family, who were the inspiration for Murray Shelley's Frankenstein. They are a powerful um generations of medical practitioners who mix surgical skills with magic. I appreciated this. I appreciated that there were people who was like, I can integrate this, even though they were evil. I was fine with that. <laughs> it makes sense. I really liked them. I really liked the shout out to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I really liked the way that it meshed together that was like, oh no, they didn't create this monster. They are the monster, which, you know, is kind of a fight that goes on anyway. Um, so it wasn't them bringing somebody back. It was, well, maybe it was, maybe it was family member, but it was them using their magic and their surgical abilities to keep themselves alive for generations upon generations upon generations. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen this done as well in a modern day series, especially considering they only had an hour to tell this tale. Yeah, they did really well on this one. Uh, However, the Stein family hates Rowena, so that's something that she didn't mention. Um, And Sam calls Rowena, Charlie, Castiel, and Crowley to help find the book. When the Stein family kills a member of the group, Charlie, (laughs) Dean becomes hell-bent on revenge, giving in to the mark. Which yeah, I'm okay with that. Right, I was gonna say I'm okay with that. This was the moment. They killed they killed the cute redheaded puppy. Kill him. Kill him. (laughs) This was the moment that he should have gave in. This it would have made more sense versus him like, oh, these little moments, I'm fighting against the mark, blah 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 blah. 
this is the moment. It should have been a major event where someone dies or he thinks someone dies. For example, he maybe Sam gets knocked out and he thinks he's dead. I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, me too. Because that's a typical, especially in this sort of scenario and this sort of life and death the situation that they're always finding themselves in, watching a loved one die would be a trigger for that sort of thing to happen anyway. Take away the supernatural element to it. That would be a normal trigger. That would be a normal trigger for somebody to fly into violent rage. Add the mark on top of that, it makes a ton of sense for that to happen. Mm. Um, but the Stein family um, captures Dean, and Dean falls under the influence of the mark yet again. He kills the entire family and almost kills Castiel when he tried to stop Dean. Don't stop him, Castiel. Let him kill them. They killed Charlie. It's fine. He's like, it's over, Dean. It's never over! Boom, boom, boom! I was like, yes. I'm okay <laughs> with this. <laughs> I wanted revenge for Charlie. I was fine. I was I was sitting back and occasionally poking the fire that was angry, Dean. <laughs> Keep going, Dean. Kill them. <sighs> I was fine. Like, it makes sense. Like you said, it makes sense in the story, and I am okay with him murdering everything that is in his wake. Just wanted revenge for Charlie. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so Dean disappears because he is now fully a demon again. Because reasons. And he decides he's going to go meet with Death. I love Death. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean goes and meets with him. And he tells Death, you know what, you need to kill me. Death basically says, yeah, no, can't kill you. The mark makes you unkillable. Even I can't take your life. And if you remove, you cannot remove the mark without passing it along to another host, or else you will unleash the darkness. This powerful thing that is older than him and God. Of course, there's always something else that's there. There's always something bigger. There's always something. And I have to give some props to Supernatural because at some point, you'd think they'd run out of there's a bigger, badder monster out there ready to kill you. And nope, they just they keep going higher. At this point, we've reached past god levels of it. And I'm still going to be impressed if they pass this. Well, if you look at any mythology, there's always something before the god that you know. Before, like if you go for Greek mythology. Before there was the Greek gods, there were the Titan gods. Then before those gods, there was Chaos, who gave birth to a bunch of other gods. Who were like it's it the very first thing that ever exists is Chaos or Darkness, depending on which religion you're in. No, I know, but now they have to top that. Well, I don't think it's any way that they could. It would just be something that came after Chaos, but before the gods. I mean, they're so, going to have to try when they keep trying to go higher on the scale here. So it would basically be chaos as children. <laughs> but, um, Death also says that Asgard and the Dark Angels fought the darkness in this horrific war, which apparently, as I said in the earlier season, so give me my I'm right trophy. God made the archangels to fight. They were specifically created to be warriors. Their target was the darkness, however, not 
mankind, but if you create someone to be a soldier and then you tell them it's peacetime, you're gonna get two you're gonna get one of two reactions. Someone who's like, Cool, you'll get Gabriel, who's like, Cool, I'm done with fighting, it's over. Or you're gonna get Lucifer and Michael who are like, Okay, well we're gonna fight each other then. Well, and especially since angels they're not like humans. They don't have the free will. They don't have the abilities that God later bestowed upon the humans. He doesn't, like, I, I don't know how to say it other than saying they're not as dimensional. So they don't have these choices available to them. You've created them for a very specific purpose. They are programmed for that ability. And you take that purpose from them. They're going to find another way to channel that. Yeah. Unhealthy sibling dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even mean that I just mean like that's what are you going to do if you program something like you have a little robot that's programmed to like I don't know oh like, this is very toaster. Rick and Morty <laughs> <laughs> because um, the little toast robot who's like I have not seen Rick and Morty and I was literally oh, about to say toast it's so. so funny because like Rick creates this robot that butters toast it passes butter or something Okay. And the robot gets the butter, passes butter. And then the robot goes, what else do you need me to do? You pass butter. That's it. And the robot has like this existential crisis on the table. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean, though. Like, what do you expect them to do? Your job is done. Well, I'm still around. What do I do? <laughs> I, I like, great. Program, th program them to go into hibernation instead of just attacking everything else. Or the Meeseek. You have to watch Rick and Morty. That's the thing that you have to do. <laughs> I will write that down then. Um, <laughs> the mark uh, itself was created when God... The mark of Cain, conveniently, the mark of Cain was created when God locked away the darkness. Which I don't know why you wouldn't call it the mark of darkness then. I mean, I agree. Wasn't expecting you to like half cue me for that, so like, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were gonna continue. I was not. I was ready. good. I thought you had something to add. Like no, no. I was just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, the mark was created when the god locked away the darkness and sealed it using the mark, and it was originally born by Lucifer himself. So even still, wouldn't it be the mark of the devil? Like, I feel like they did not think of this. They thought of Cain, and they were like, the mark of Cain. And then as the season progressed, they were like, you know what? We can make a bigger villain. A bigger villain that, that is more applicable to the mark of Cain. Oh, crap. We already titled it. Now what? <laughs> swear with this series. <laughs> they were so good, the first five. And then they, they got renewed, and they didn't expect it. And they're like, oh, crap. We have to think of more stuff. <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, the mark was revealed as a curse after it corrupted Lucifer and he became jealous of humans, which is convenient that the now Lucifer has a scapegoat because it's not really me who was jealous of, of people. It was the mark that made me. I didn't do this. Then shouldn't he get better after the mark was removed? I just, uh, I hated this. You rewrite something that you established for nine and a half seasons at this point how dare you that you can't do that that is not okay with me well not only that once he passed on the mark like 
I guess that that's why they had Kane say the marks influence me still, even after I don't have it anymore, so that they can make it canon that it still has influence over you once it's been on you. It's dumb, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. And also, um, I'm, pre- I'm, this is my Christian coming out and saying that God is supposed to know all before it happens. Like, you're telling me that God didn't expect. Like, this is my problem with this series. This this says that God did not expect for the devil to be corrupted by this mark. And that's the reason that he banished um, him, because uh, the mark corrupted him, and he had to banish him to hell. And Lucifer passed the mark onto Cain before his imprisonment in the cage, who then transferred it to Dean. That's the history of the mark. But my problem is, God is supposed to know everything. That's the whole purpose of God. You know it before it happens, and da da da. So, it's very weird to me that you weren't seeing this coming. I agree, and I think, I think the weird part of it for me, especially, is that he would give it to an archangel, which most lores will say humans are stronger because of our ability to make choices and at that point you should have just given it to a human you should have just been like hey bro sorry have a tattoo or it would have made sense if he gave it to Cain after he killed his brother that that would have made sense to me I don't know why I had to go through two people before it got to Cain I would like to know why God cannot bear the mark I'm I'm the CEO of this corporation, okay? <laughs> I'm All not. Right. You don't want the mark? <laughs> no, that's why I keep passing it along. <laughs> I am delegating, okay? Uh, well, I mean, clearly, no one else can take it. So maybe you and your prowess should have it, Mr. CEO. <laughs> This is delegation. They just all failed. It's their fault, not mine. <laughs> I'm just going to keep trying until I find someone worthy. That's a but, fun experiment. Let's just keep going. Oh, that guy's dead. Mark didn't work for him. All right, how about you? I mean, that's basically the Bible, if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, God is just, like, testing people. Hey, Jesus, walk through the desert for 40 days or 40 nights without water. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm almost dead. Well, those people are going to kill you. What? It's fine. You're going to rise again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got you, bro. Don't worry. I know this is coming. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Back on track. Uh, Sam and Dean fight. Dean is ready to kill Sam with Death Scythe because Death basically says yeah, I'll put you somewhere where no one can hurt you and you can't hurt anyone. Um, but kill Sam. And he nearly does it. I was right there. I was ready for it. I was like, yes! Achievement unlocked. Death <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> However, at the last minute, Dean, I can't do it. And he kills Death with his own sight. Because at the last second, his love for his brother overpowered his desire to get rid of the mark. 
I wish that Sam had this much loyalty. Like, because I truly feel like Sam would have killed Dean. I want to know why uh, Cain and Abel didn't have this much brotherly love. If these two were supposed to be Cain and Abel basically reincarnated, uh, what's going on there? Well, Cain was jealous of... This is, okay, this is yet another example of why you don't overshower one child. Because... Abel got all of God's praise. God was constantly like, yo, Abel, you're the best, dude. And Cain was like, but what about me? Here's the thing I'm giving you. Oh, that's not the best of what you have. Um, I'll take it, but, you know, it's not as good as Abel's. Abel's giving me the best that he has. And, of course, there's only, like, four people around at this time. <laughs> so it's not like there's a lot of competition that's like, oh, yeah, by the way, George over there is doing really well, too. Good job, George. <laughs> Well, he had already kicked uh, Adam and Eve out, so he wasn't talking to them anymore. <laughs> that is something. Like, Let's also not forget that, you know, we're all descended from them, right? And just Eve. Eve is the only woman so far. Well, it depends on what you're reading. But, yeah. Well, because depending... <laughs> There's more. Well, depending on the Bible that you have, Lilith was born first. No, no, no. And I agree with that. I just, at this point, most of them still say that it's just. Well, it's because Eve is more palatable and she's more of a submissive type, whereas Lilith was too pro female. Oh no! How terrible! Like she was very like this is the this is the thing, okay? Because this is side. This is the side, but <laughs> Lilith was the original. She was originally made the same way that Adam was. Okay, if you subscribe to Lilith. She was made from clay. She was his equal in every sense of the word. Eve was made from Adam. So she was not his equal in any way. Adam was upset with Lilith. Lilith was too independent. So God was like, fine, here's another one. And Lilith became the villain. See, I just hear whiny boy complains and gets new toy. Girl complains, gets kicked out. Yeah, so... Alright. <laughs> Fine then, whatever. And then, like, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, According to some books that Lilith gave birth to everything from hell. So, that was her reward for not being submissive. You know, I'm just not gonna say anything. <laughs> just, 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 never mind. Uh, um... The mark is removed from Dean's arms thanks to a cell from the Book of the Damned. And Castiel and Crowley uh, are pinned down by Rowena so she can escape. And Crowley, I mean, not Crowley, and Castiel is put under her attack dog spell so that he can kill Crowley. Elsewhere, the darkness is released. Did you like, as you've been calling him, Puppy Doug Castiel? <laughs> The only puppy dog when he's not being a giant pain in the butt. <laughs> it's like a it's like a puppy that's very hyper. It's really cute when it's asleep, but a lot of the time it's just like, no, get that out of your mouth, please. <laughs> and now he tries to kill Crowley. And now he's off and like chasing the neighbors' bunnies. And jeez, <laughs> Castiel, come in here and sit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the darkness was released, and when I saw that, I was like, okay, so we got a new big bad. I'm ready, let's see it. 
go ahead. I was surprised that they didn't um they didn't reveal what the darkness was before the end of this episode. Like the actual human form of it. Okay, I didn't know if we wanted to go there. Um Well, we're not talking specifics, but I'm saying No, I know, general. I know. I know. I didn't still <laughs> didn't know we wanted to go to that point. Um yeah, I agree. I honestly thought it was just another um it was going to be like another series of monsters instead of one entity. Mhm. So I thought it was going to be like something beyond heaven, beyond hell's realm of capabilities with in terms of like multiple monsters forming because you know you have that huge cloud of darkness that like engulfs the world as it forms. Mm-hmm. And um or engulfs the the impala like they're driving away from it. It was actually a very cool looking scene. Um but I was expecting I was expecting it to be more like multiple monsters or multiple shapes forming in it to just say that there's multiple things there. I wasn't expecting there to be one. So you expected it to be like um the monsters that escape from purgatory. Yes, I really did because we'd kind of seen that before and that's kind of what I was anticipating. Hmm. Um but overall were you a fan of this season? Uh Rorian was in it, so it made it significantly better. Um other than that, eh. Hmm. Okay, so there's one last thing we have to discuss, guys, and then we are out. Uh, we have to talk about the episode Fan Fiction that happened in this season. And Fan Fiction is a musical episode, and it is literally fan fiction. They have a scene where there's a romance between Sam and Dean, and Dean even says, but we're brothers. They know. They don't care. <laughs> I uh, loved th- this. It was so good. There was a romance between Castiel and Dean. I loved that even more. <laughs> um, and this was all based on the books by former prophet uh, Chuck. Did you like fan fiction? Well, when you put it that way, um, <laughs> yeah, I really. It, it was. It was a really fun. Um, little shout out to the fans. So it was like saying, "Hey, you know what? We read fan fiction. We see your ships. We see what you're going for." Um, so it was a nice shout out to the fandom out there, and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't entirely patronizing to them. I think, like in some ways, I think it could have been, but unlike other shows that have done it or other responses that I've seen, it wasn't like, "No, we're not doing that. No, that's not a thing." And it wasn't just ignoring them. Um, this is what I will say, okay? When you tell me a musical, I expect everyone to be singing. I expect a Buffy-style musical. I want you to sing about carrots in your eyes. I want you to sing about why someone doesn't love you. I want you to sing about dropping a pen on the floor. Don't tell me it's a musical and then take me to a high school, okay? That's a cop-out, and you piss me off. Okay, I'll give you that, too. Just because <laughs> Buffy did the musical thing really, really, really well. <sighs> But I digress. This episode had Calliope as the villain, which was very interesting since she was one of the Greek muses. Uh, anyway, they killed her. Um, she really didn't matter. I just wanted to complain about the fact that this wasn't really a musical. And at the end of this episode, after the brothers leave, there is a single person in the audience ready to congratulate her, Shia LaBeouf style. And it's Chuck, who is there at the end of the musical, congratulating her on the mu- 
did were you surprised by his appearance no i loved it i mean yes i was surprised that he showed up but i still loved it i i thought it was super cute for the author that the 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 fan fiction slash fan musical, whatever you want to call it, fan play, uh, is based on his books, and he shows up and sees it. That was super cute to me. Yeah, I agree. I love that he was there. And honestly, I have nothing else to say about this. I'm, I'm out. Um, do you have anything else to say about uh, this or this season, Adelaide? No, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Beats of the Machine supernatural edition i was your host jasmine and we had adelaide co-hosting today Bye, you guys. can you can find us at overpowerentertainment.com feel free to tweet us at real op tweets you can find us on instagram at real op gram you can find me personally at op jasmine you can find adelaide at op underscore addy since adelaide doesn't remind you about the underscore I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in the description. Uh, uh, feel free to listen to any of our other podcasts um, and follow us on all social medias. We are happy to engage and talk to you. Uh, leave comments if you have them. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.